yeah, Sedano and Cap. Beto Durán is here. Hola. <laughs> ¿Qué pasó, my amigo? Yeah, see, I did that on purpose because I knew I it know. would annoy you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's get all the amigos out of the way here. Yes. Hola, mi amigo. Yeah, Laura, would you like to speak to him in Spanish so you can annoy him right out of the gate? Hola, Beto, ¿cómo estás? Oh, I'm good. You're good? Oh, good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, would you like to try to speak in Spanish to annoy Beto, right? Or, or anything um, hola. There you, go. there you go. See, see, muy bien. Muy bien. Yes, my friend. Uh, all right. So, wow, wow. Damn. I, I'm just sounding like the tiki birds that in, uh, in Disneyland. You know how they are. Okay. Enchanted. There you go. Okay. Anyways, what's all up, right. George? So. I'm excellent, sir. It's great to have you aboard. Uh, it's funny because I literally just saw you, I don't know, what, like five days ago, six days ago? Yeah, Not yeah, even. yeah. Adventures in San Antonio, fun times. Uh, yes, Beto was with me at the Alamo Bowl. It was fun. Um, he had a lot better uh, travel experience than I did. Um, there, there was that. I already expressed how miserable my travel experience wow. was yesterday. You, Your flights all left on time. Mine were all canceled. So that's yeah and, yeah, and you were the VIP one, and you're like, oh, no, I'm going to take this airline because they take care of me I'm like, all right no problem i went with the commoners and uh they took care of me <laughs> you, you did and i had to go on another flight um yeah. also not with the commoners though i also did vip on that one too but that one eventually, there's, no, there's no need for that there's no need for that that one eventually got me home so uh which by the way you uh I, wh where did we go was it seattle we were in seattle you and i from mm -hmm. oregon versus washington and who hooked you up? Who got you up in, oh, up in, up in with the elite? Hey, oh, the first class, huh? Like, 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 like I said, like that Seinfeld episode of like, you know, you don't know how to behave in first class. I'll take first class. You know what, George? You hooked me up flying back from Seattle in first class, and I realized I don't belong in first class. There's no need for that. <laughs> you were just fine. You were doing I, what I was, everybody you were doing what everybody good. else did in first yeah, class, yeah, which is but, watch watch their phone. And, yeah. and have a have a have a drink. That's basically and all you And I will you say this though, yes. because of what you taught me flying first class for the first time in Seattle, that yeah. you took care of it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in San Antonio for a fight for Golden Boy, and I got the upgrade to first Ooh, class. So and nice. because I knew how to behave because of you, I yeah. walked in there and I was like, "Yeah, you know, what, uh, Cabernet, please. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll take that. Uh, just keep it filling, keep it going. Let's go." I, I never saw the bottom of my cup. It was very nice, very nice. Yes. And yes. I knew how to appreciate things. Yes, yes. So I, uh, you know, just like. So now Laura and Lindsay are going to be like, where's my first class ticket somewhere, I would imagine. Well, mm. I was going to say, why do you need Sedano to I was explain say that to you how to behave in first class? <laughs> you don't already know that? Well, you don't know me. I am acting the fool. If I go somewhere, because if Sedano's there, I'll behave, you know, because he's more serious than I am. So it's like, okay, I follow what George is doing. And also, Lindsay, think about it. If you're going from Pullman to Seattle, like not many Duran and Sedano's are going to be there. So you got to make sure you behave the right way. So Thanks. I see my guy who's from, you know, hey, around the horn, all-star here. He's on TV. They're going to let him through. So I'm like, all right. I see how George behaves. And also, I didn't know if I'm allowed to touch my luggage or not because it's first class. What do you do, right? <laughs> You're like, touching your luggage. Well, no, hey, when you get to the big leagues, you never touch your luggage. That's what they said in Bull Durham, right? Yeah. So also, am I allowed to have an extra carry-on? So I don't, I don't know these things. So George showed me the way because I'm not paying first class. But You're yeah, lying. I, I, so, long story short, on that trip, we, um, we, we where were we, did we, oh, we were trying to Pullman. make a flight, right, yeah. home, and we, we, our, our original flight, something <laughs> happened with our original flight, I don't remember, but I said, oh, hell no, we're leaving tonight, yeah. and we had a game all the way in Pullman, Washington, had to drive to Seattle, four and a half hours, we made it there like a NASCAR crew, basically. Uh -huh. And we, we stormed across the entire state of Washington. And I told, we are making this flight and you're getting an upgrade <laughs> to first class because I got I got mileage and points and you're getting on this thing with me. Yeah. And, we uh, literally you, were the last people to board. We were. The and then, then I saw the Cuban side of Sedano come out where, where you got all hot because we're the last one to board. And then we get there. And it's like, okay, a delay because they need to bring your beverage card on. Another delay because of this. And we're flying through the middle 
of Yakima or wherever the heck we were, we were because of the, the rainstorm. Remember, I was guiding you because there was a, a, a big accident. I'm like, and the, yes. the GPS said go around. You're like, no, Correct. we're gonna fight through this. We're gonna make this. We, and uh, we did. We did. Barely. And I was so pissed because we had literally we we could have died easily on yes. that trip. There's no question. Yes. The way we were driving was not the way we should have been driving. And yo, you are not a California driver. You are straight New York. The style of driving you had. You were flying around honking doing whatever like you were you belong in mexico city george the type of driver <laughs> you are no pasa nada man no i stayed to the right yes uh yeah i was uh you were very impressed with my driving while also terrified i feel like oh yeah yeah once again like you were like one hand flip, driving around you had a whatever you needed you were doing it i was like let me grab the seatbelt because george flies yeah it's not your uh, car. Go for it. We needed. We it wasn't my car. It was a rental, and we needed to make it home. I was not no. going to stay in the state of Washington one more day that I needed to. No. Um, I needed to get back to uh, to LA at that point. So, uh, Beto and I have known each other a very long time. I'm super happy that he's here with me. I'm super happy that he's on this station. Um, and Laura and Lindsay, I promise one day I will also, uh, much like I did with Beto, put you in first class with me. Um, so. Now, Lindsay, we need an update on your toilet situation. Last we checked yesterday, uh, your toilet was clogged because you put your dog's poop in the toilet with a bunch of paper towels, and uh, then you tried to use dishwashing uh, soap, I believe, and, uh, and something else, I don't recall, but you didn't have a plunger because you said, who doesn't have a plunger? Uh, clearly, everyone has a plunger other than you. Uh, but Ramona put it best, is we need to find out what comes off the other side of this story. What came out the other side, Linz? So I I let the, I put, remember I said I put the Dawn dish soap in there, probably like a half a cup of it, and then like a bucket of really hot water, and I let it sit, did the show, and then after the show, went in the bathroom, flushed it, and it went right down. So the trick worked. Boom! There you go. Did you buy a plunger? Um, I did, and then I canceled it on Amazon. Today. What? Why would you cancel it? <laughs> because I'm never going to throw my dog's poop with paper towels no, on the toilet again. No, but you never again. know when you need a plunger. I would say a plunger, and I'd love to hear Lauren Beto's yeah. thoughts on this. I would say a plunger is like a top t top 10 necessity in a house. I've Mandatory. lived on my own since I was 18, and I've never once needed a plunger. What? what? I mean, but you did yesterday. Yeah, that was the first time. That's why okay. I didn't have one. You should but it's a, get it's, one. A, it's, an, it's like insurance. You have insurance? Yeah. Okay. How many times have you got into an accident in your life? Uh, once or twice. Right. Once. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You buy insurance, and insurance is a lot more expensive than a plunger. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you just buy one, leave it. it in the corner, and you're good. Yep. Right. Buy the little, like, there's, like, some bedazzled ones if you don't want to have no. the regular one, and then just leave it in the corner. <laughs> Wait a second. Jorge Briones sends uh, a text message. He says, I also don't have a plunger. I have a bucket. A what? A, like, uh, are you pooping in the bucket or are you using the bucket for the hot water? I don't understand that. Don't George, understand. get to work. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, so, Laura, top 10 item that you need in the house? Plunger, yes? Yes, of course. Yeah, 100%. necessity. Yes. It's not a top 10 item if I've never needed it before. Well, no, it, I mean, I'm talking about for the rest of us, uh, you know, who are not heathens like you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think there's that. Um, Beto, top 10 item, necessity in the house? Pleasure? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, you, as soon as you move in somewhere, that's the first thing you get, and you just put it in the corner, and you're, you're done. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it is easily on the checklist of things that need to be in a house. Yeah. Okay, let me, re want... let me, wait, let me rephrase myself. I've never needed a plunger on my own. Like, when I used to live with my ex-boyfriend, he needed to plunge the toilet probably once a week. Well, you're but saying like, his, 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 in, in his bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't need to get into that. But I've handle. never needed one. Yeah, I've never yeah. needed one in my bathroom. Well, your poop is much nicer than everybody else's poop, apparently. Uh, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> Lindsay not with not my nice dogs, poop. though. Yes. Not my dogs. Yeah, are you? Is that, that like Beck? That could be like a new, like uh, a new song. Instead of Becky with the nice hair, you could be Lindsay with the nice poop. 
So. I'm so glad that Kaplan's not here right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. I'm Share his TMI comments yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah, I, I told Laura to put me down. I don't need to get involved with this. Yeah, Briona <laughs> says he's five gallon buckets to fill it up, pour it in the toilet. That's enough water to fix the issue. I'm like, oh, okay. See, that, that's turn. basically what I did. Who knows if the dawn even helped? It was just the hot water, maybe. I don't know. Uh, all right. So, anywho, <laughs> that is the story. Yeah. Moving uh, on. Yeah, that, that is the story. Uh, but nonetheless. We are here with Beto today, and there are things to discuss. There, We're not just going to talk poop all day, and especially since Lindsay's poop situation has been resolved. Also, though, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, is a plunger – I mean, this is almost like a family feud kind of conversation. Is a plunger a top 10 necessity in your home? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I've always wanted to work with you, George Sedano. Yeah. It, this is, why? Because my... you get to talk about poop and plungers all day? I, you, as opposed to... uh, you know, it was always a dream to do a radio show with George Sedano. It was our first time ever doing it. And, hey, welcome to the show, Bethel. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> look, man, I've been doing this for 20 years. Okay. I will, I get, to the, I will get to the sports. Hey, the sports long time listener, first time co host. Yes. I, I will get to the sports. Okay. That, that, that's just the reality of it. I will. <laughs> I will get. Look, I'll give you an example. Like, here's something that kind of dawned on me yesterday. So, Lindsay, you pulled up the, uh, the quotes. Uh, earlier, Kyle Kuzma has been balling the last few games, right? Like he had 36 yesterday and like 15 or something ridiculous like that. Um, and he's basically kind of doing the, now he did learn this from LeBron. Clearly the whole passive aggressive, like, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the right place. I'm spreading my wings, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Bradley Beal also kind of saying and echoing those sentiments for him. Uh, do Linz, do you still have the quotes from those guys, either Beal or, or Kuzma about how, Kuzma is uh, is excelling with the Washington Wizards right now. Yeah, so um, Kuzma said that uh, he's in. He's thankful for the great situation that he has playing with the Wizards. So I feel like that's a veiled <laughs> shot, right? Oh no, that's definitely a shot. Yeah. And and then uh, Beal said he now has it where he can flap his wings, he can breathe and relax and play. He doesn't have to worry about all that outside stuff. The distractions, per se. He can just go hoop. Yeah. Wow. All this passive aggressiveness, I love it. I love it. Here's the thing, though. Um, do you want to know what the Washington Wizards record is? I, I no clue. 19 and 18. Do you know what the Lakers record is? What? 19 and 19. <laughs> what the f- – I almost cursed. What the hell are we talking about here? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, I mean, listen, if if you ask me that would the Lakers be better off with Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Montrez Harrell as opposed to Russell Westbrook? Yes. Yeah. I, I said that at the time. I feel that way now. Nothing has changed. But, like, I mean, Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Beal need to chill when we're talking mm-hmm. about they have a half a game better record than the Lakers right now. But, George, they can spread their wings. They feel better, you know. They have inner peace now. I mean, that's just like every single professional athlete. It's like the modern athlete where, oh, things didn't work out wherever they're at. And it's like, oh, let me just take vain shots at it. Because it's, now, at the end of the day, don't you want to win? Yeah, but it's about being wherever you are. You know, you're I, I want to win doing it my way. Right, yeah. exactly. Now, now here's the thing. Way. If I were DeMar DeRozan, okay, okay. who – was linked to the Lakers, and they decided that Russ was a better option. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, Laura's crying. I hear you crying, Laura. Um, if I were DeMar DeRozan, who doesn't say these things, okay, even though he hasn't played on the Lakers, but he's an L.A. guy, okay, yep. who's always wanted to play for the Lakers, okay, if I were DeMar DeRozan, whose team is the one seed at the moment in the Eastern Conference, 25-10, and 10, they are the biggest surprise of anyone in the sport this season, okay? And – it, now, that guy, if he wanted to, has reason to say those kind of things, right? All like, day. But he won't because he's DeMar DeRozan. Correct. He's He he just knows, like, what's the point in that? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just want to hoop. I want to win. Yeah, I wanted to play for my hometown team. I didn't do it. But it's all good. Um, I'm, I'm worried about my team. The, the Washington Wizards are in the play-in right now. Like, Kyle Kuzma needs to relax just a little bit. He is playing well. And again, yeah. I do think that those three of those guys would be better off than Russ. But this is ridiculous to me. Uh, yeah, ha- half a game better than Charlotte. Right. Um, all right, we have Mike in the LBC who is a plumber who says he, he – oh, he dropped, damn it. 
See, you flush them down the toilet. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, sorry, Mike. I was going to go to you, but I mean, you didn't have enough patience there. Good lord. Because uh, I, I, it's especially because he was a plumber. I wanted to go right to him. Yeah, he was yelling at us. 710 ESPN 877-710-3776 is a plunger a top 10 household item 877-710-3776 uh or 877-710-3776 877-710-3776 all right um I, I i'd love to hear audience's thoughts on this kuzma thing like flapping his wings as he called it or whatever bradley beal called it um his team is 19 and 18 like let's relax a little bit but i maybe i'm wrong again I do think that the three guys, yes, if it's three guys for Russ, I'm in all day. But I, I, this this chirping from 3,000 miles away just doesn't sit well with me. We'll get to that. And could the Raiders have a new coach on the horizon? All that coming up in just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Actually, Christopher, not a big REM fan. Like, this song is fine. I know it was, like, super popular that year that it came out, but nah, not my thing. And also, it was less about the travel and just showing people that I bond with my guy, Beto. Okay? Unlike yeah, you. you could have easily left me behind. Yeah. I totally could have left you behind. Yes. You, I could have been like, all right, bro, enjoy the hotel in Seattle. I would have. <laughs> you were going above and beyond to help me out. You don't leave me behind. Yes. Right. I, I leave no person behind on this team. That's how it works. Um, so anyhow, a um, couple things. I, REM, not my favorite. I mean, of all the 90s bands, like, just not, not, not my favorite. Like, there's so many of those, like, what would you even class? Are they a rock band, REM? Like, what is the classification? I, I had a Wikipedia them. REM, Do you not know them? Are you not American, familiar with them? What? I, I mean, I know the name. I just know they have that one. Uh, it's yeah, the Losing My Religion. Yeah, right. you just played it. Yeah, yeah. Th that was it. All right, right, that's all I got. I mean, no, they, exactly they, they've got the song. It's the end of the world as you know it. I feel Did they play that fine. Friends? I actually, no, that's not from Friends. <laughs> oh. Although I mean, that it, does, it, it, it does, does sound like that. Ariane's not exactly hitting the chords with the with the, the Mexicans in the 90s here, man. No, but you I know what I've learned? Mode, cure. That was my style. Yeah, you know what I've learned is that, yeah, the um, the Mexican community, um, and I feel like Latinos in general, maybe not just the Mexican community, love that retro Depeche Mode kind of oh, the yeah. cure, Morrissey, yeah. like the Smiths, yeah. um, like all that stuff, which is great. I love that music growing up too. Like yeah. it was my style, but I, I'm fascinated as to why like our people are attracted to that music. Yeah. Gustavo Ariano from the LA Times wrote a great piece about it a few years ago about why Latinos love the Smiths and it was just more like the ballads of singing it's complaining. That's what we do, right? Like we're, <laughs> we're all want to be depressed about everything else and you hear it and it's like, yeah, I mean, if you go to a Smiths or Morrissey concert, which I'll never do again because Morrissey never shows up. Uh, and I've been to- a, Is he really? He's like Lauren time. Hill who never shows up, like the same kind of thing? He just like, the joke is now is like, oh, you bought Morrissey tickets? Yeah, good luck having, actually having him show up. Yeah. Uh, but he's- I mean, he's a different guy. His politics are out there now. Like, I wouldn't go see him. But, like, the music is, like, cool. I'm, I, that's what we were in in the 90s here in L.A., Depeche Mode, Cure, the Smiths, you know? Like, that's what it was like. Like, there was the rebel scene, the greaser scene out here in L.A. So that's what you were jamming. Like, that's, like, you know, K-Rock would play a bunch of that music. So that's what it was. R.E.M., eh, not really my thing. 
Lauda um, also said facts. Now, I, what were you saying facts to about the complaining part? No, no, no. The fact that, well, yeah, in a sense that we just want to sing. Because <laughs> like, that's you when you actually sad. said it, when you said those words. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all about a like, like, yeah, they handle, you know, cry, cry it out. Let us be the depressed yeah, ones all the time. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting mad at me because, you know, the whole Staples Center name. So, <laughs> like, let me be me. Okay. Let me cry it out. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Now, Lindsay, you like <laughs> REM? I mean, they're okay to me. They're not like the band that I love or anything like that. But. I think those those two songs that you mentioned, the one that um, Morales played and then the End of the World song, I think those are like the only REM songs that I can think of. I remember okay. seeing them like on MTV when they played videos, you know, yeah. back once upon a time. Yeah. But I can't think of any other songs they did. Yeah, those are the only two songs that I'm familiar with. Like that, that I mean, <laughs> they have, uh, I mean, they've been around a long time, but yeah. Dude, there's a there's even like a, a Smith cover band, a, a Sweet and Tender Hooligan, my guy uh, Jose Maldonado, and like they have like these different cover bands just for the Smiths, and, and you go to the crowd, it's all Mexicans in the crowd. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, I man. would totally check out a Smiths cover band. Like, oh, you know, he's so good too, Jose. Yeah, if they had like down. an outdoor event, I'm not going indoors yeah, yeah. for very no, many no, people we'll, right now. We'll go down. We'll go. We'll yeah. go. But you, yeah. like, once again, you got to go on the other side of the 110. Listen, my man, I go on the other side of the 110 all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not saying you, Sedano's with the people, man. With what the are people. you talking about? All right, my, my, now, technically, this is on, also on, still on the, on the left side of, of the 110. But I've, I'm always in Harbor City because my, my, my two favorite taco yeah. places are there on a Taco I Tuesday. I drive by every day. I send you a picture. Uh, so, I know you do. You do yeah. send me a picture of my it's favorite taco It's on the way to my kid's spot. school. So I go, hey, in Harbor Sedano, City. you're down, man. You're down with LA. You know what's up. Yeah, it is. It is that I I am. I am all of speaking of which, you know, since we brought it up on Taco Tuesday, I'll get to the Raiders thing in a second. Um, on Taco Tuesday, I was there's a great story. You mentioned Gustavo Arellano of the L.A. Times. He just wrote a story today in the L.A. Times about El Russo. Are you familiar oh, yeah. with El Russo? Yeah, I took Freddie Prince there uh, about a year ago. We went there and we sat in the tire shop or. El Yonke, pretty much. Right. Uh, right there. It, it's kind of close to commerce. Yeah, Freddie got down there. Uh, yeah, Russo's good, man. The tortillas are big. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to check tortilla. that out. I want to go there. So he wrote a whole story about how basically um, the man, the, the gentleman who uh, you know established that uh, particular establishment, like how he's become L.A. food royalty, basically. Yeah. Um, his name yeah, is uh, Wal- Walter Soto. Is his yeah. Name. Yeah. Russo, the Russian, because uh, yeah. the Sonora style, the tortillas are much bigger. Sonora is like you know right underneath Arizona, so that's the style of tortillas. But you know, L.A. Tacos, are another good website. They did like the ninety-nine spots to get in L.A. Uh, you know, El Dragón de Los Angeles. He he puts out all kinds of good stuff, man. We got to go do a Sedano taco tour. Like we gotta do that. I, I'm with you. Like I, I would totally do. Now, Laura, you had a correction for for Beto. <laughs> He's gonna be mad. Tortillas, not tortillas. Tortillas. Man, tortillas man. Leave it to Kaplan to do that. Like you <laughs> say tortillas. I don't say tortilla. I don't speak with a tortilla. I just say tortillas. Oh God. Yeah. He anglicizes it. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> I mean, he's allowed to. It's his language. Yeah. I mean, it's also mine, so you know I can't. I, I know, but I'm saying like, <laughs> first like, of all, you should have said mine's not mine. No, 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 tampoco. Okay, so there you go. Anyways, okay. uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> speaking of languages and trying to speak each other's language, I feel like Raider fans for years have been trying to figure out what language their team speaks to them, uh, because mostly it's misery. Um, but this week is like a big week, man. Like the Raiders and Chargers, they're playing in Vegas. It's the 29th time they'll be playing in primetime. They're playing on Sunday night football. This is like a big, big game. Like, win and you're in. I guess technically they both can get in. Um, oh, no, that's over, right? Because it was – They need help. Yeah, they would need help, right? The loser would need help. But yeah. If the Jaguars in, beat the Colts. That's what it is, tie. which isn't happening. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's not happening. Um, but win and you're in, so big deal. But the stuff with the Raiders is fascinating because, you know, Karen mentioned it. I had mentioned there's a story in The Athletic. Bruce Feldman today had a story about the Raiders' coaching situation. Now, Coach Basaccia, who is the interim coach who took over for John Gruden, uh, has done a good job, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes. Although, someone correct me if I'm wrong, whether it's you guys here, Beto, Lindsay, Laura, or anyone in the audience. I mean, I can't think of an interim coach in the NFL that has gone on to, like, a ton of success. Um Like, I have seen interim coaches have a good interim run. You know what I mean? 
Um, but I've never seen any of the interim coaches who've had a good run then go on to be the real coach and then have a good run. You know what I mean? Like, so Bruce Feldman is saying that there's a possibility that John Harbaugh, or I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh, Jim, John is the Baltimore Ravens coach. Jim Harbaugh, the coach of Michigan, former 49ers coach who took them to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, would entertain maybe possibly could be the being the Raiders head coach like I think that's a pretty big deal if you can get John Har- uh, Jim Harbaugh you need to get somebody who's gonna you know motivate the fan base right you, especially the turmoil that's been around with this team and what do the Raiders do they can make some headway right so you get Harbaugh who's always it doesn't always seem like Harbaugh is linked to something right even yeah. though he's the Michigan guy and he's always resigning and he's always doing this there's always that Oh, but could he go to the NFL? Harbaugh with his attitude, like that's a perfect Raider attitude guy, isn't it? Like that's yeah. what you need right there. Like Raider fans will always rally behind. Remember, they would have the Chucky dolls when he was yeah. in Oakland. They yeah. would do something. Harbaugh fired up in Vegas. I could see that happening. Why not? So Bruce Feldman, um, remember, I mean, last year people were ridiculing Jim Harbaugh because Michigan was a disaster. Now they're in the college football playoff. He can at least say. Because here's the thing about Michigan, the funny thing, is that everyone looks at Michigan as this great job, right? And it, it it is because of its history, but if you look at Michigan's history, here's the thing nobody tells you. There's not a ton of winning, like championships. <laughs> like, they win a lot of games, but there's not a ton of championships there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, Harbaugh getting them to the college football playoff is probably peak for Michigan. So if there's any time for him to leave and say, hey, I took mm-hmm. you to the basketball playoff, now's the time. So let's mm-hmm. dive into that a little further on the other mm-hmm. side because I'd love to hear from Raiders fans uh, about this. Uh, I also want to get into something that needs to be discussed about Matthew Stafford. Everyone is missing the boat on one thing on Matthew Stafford. So all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I can't believe how many people have called Laura to tell them they also don't use plungers to get rid of their situations in the toilet. But they're impatient. I mean. <laughs> a little I, bit. <laughs> I don't know, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like a plunger is a pretty easy solution. And now they make, mm-hmm. like, super, like, industrial plungers, like, that you don't even. They're not like the regular old school ones that are just, like, the red with the, like, red rubber bottom. Mm-hmm. They make ones that, like, literally fit inside the hole of the toilet and, like, really suck things out and, like. Yeah, like take I said, care of business. There's like bedazzled ones. I've seen bedazzled ones. And I haven't stuff. seen bedazzled ones though. Well, the stick, not the rubber part, the stick part. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I was gonna say that had to that. I don't know how. How I just snorted. Uh, I don't know how like how helpful that would be. No, no, not the rubber part. But I saw like a black rubber, and then the the stick was bedazzled. I was like, that's intriguing. Mm. I don't know. You, yeah. it looks mm. pretty somewhere. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Um, so the Raider part, this John Harbaugh thing to me, like if you're the Raiders, man, I, I know you had to try to capitalize on the, uh, the stuff with Gruden. Like you tried to do it. Yeah. Clearly that did not work out for obvious reasons that we don't need to litigate again. Um, and I, I think that Harbaugh makes a ton of sense. He's already coached one of the Bay teams, right? Mm-hmm. That's still a Bay area team. I know they're in Vegas now. But they're a Bay Area team. They're a California team. Harbaugh's a California guy. Stanford, 
uh, the San Francisco 49ers. San Diego, right? He coached the University yeah. of San Diego. Yeah, like, go Toreros. Right. And, you know, basically Vegas is like just an extension of California. Let's be honest. Exactly. So, a lot of the fans are from L.A. Right. So, like, to me, this makes a ton of sense. They love hype. They love, to your point, Beto, they love the the coach that has, like, the big personality, Gruden, John Madden, right, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, like, this makes all the sense in the world. And, if again, if you're Harbaugh, you've taken Michigan as high as, as far uh-huh. as you're going to take them. So It's also what have you done for me lately, right? Last year, they didn't want him, right? Now, oh, hey, there's incentives. There's bonus. They beat Ohio State. Finally, which is what they want him for. So you want to always be at the peak when you're trying to move around. You know, and I'm reading the story that Bruce Feldman, like, hey, he started his coaching career way back in 2003 with the Raiders, right? So he's proven that he can win in the NFL, proven that he can get guys going, right? Wins in the college, wins the NFL. And you now have a coach. What is the Raiders attitude, right? That us against the world mentality. That right. He's got all of that. Us, and he's, he's going to just yeah. poke at you. Imagine when the Raiders play Seattle again, him and Pete Carroll going back and forth, the what's your problem game from when he was at Stanford, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, you're, And it's like, what do Raider fans do? They flock to somebody who's the outlier, right? The, 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 the outcast, the people who nobody wants to be around. And Harbaugh eats that up. He soaks it up. And you have a decent team. You have their car there. He can do something. So, what? But what about maybe another team, right? Like, I can see Harbaugh saying, you know what? I'm good at Michigan. But if you come calling me, I don't have to recruit anymore. I don't have to do as much. And I kind of control my own ways. He's like, what, late 50s now? You, he's probably got like one more shot at the NFL if he wants it, right? Right. And if you're going to take the shot at the NFL, this is the time. It is the time. And I know that Siobhan, uh, who is a uh, – Siobhan, Miss, uh, Miss Principal, Miss Roberts, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tweeted us. Yeah, she's a big Michigan fan. She doesn't want him to go anywhere. I get it. But if you're looking at this from a pure business perspective – Michigan ain't winning a national championship, okay? They're not. They're not. They're not winning a national championship. Like, they are, to me, they're like Notre Dame in a lot of ways. Like, maybe if lightning strikes, you can – but there's too many variables uh, that need to happen for that to happen. So, like, I just think Jim Harbaugh, at 58 years old, to your point, Beto, if you're going to get one more crack at the NFL, this is pretty much the last chance. And imagine you be the coach – who goes and resurrects the Raiders, the one who gets right. them back to the way that, like, look, you as a Raider fan are going to ride or die with your guy if he gets you anything. They still love Gruden because he, what he did for them, and hey, we'll give you half of the franchise, whatever you want. Here you go. Bring back Chucky. Bring back the band. Raider fans are great at living in the past, right? But hey, if you could be that guy that can get them over the hump, that can First of all, calm things down in the organization. What happened? You can go down as a legend in that organization. Yeah, and I also think, for whatever it's worth, and I know that, again, they're super polarizing, I just think the NFL is more fun when the Raiders are good. So, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, on CBS every Sunday with Jim Hill, I will always poke at the Raiders because all my friends are Raider fans. So if I say a little, I'll, I'll say, like, oh, good win for them, eh, but they're not that good, right? Like, just a little extra poke. You know this. We mess with people on social media just to get the fan base. Raider fans are triggered off of anything. You could say that they won a thousand to zero, or it, it, but you're not giving us enough credit. Like, oh, okay, here. Like they uh, they have that inferiority complex a lot, and it's good for radio. It's good for TV, and it's like if the Raiders could be the bad boys of the NFL and be good, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm with you wholeheartedly on that too. Like, I, I'm with you. It, look, I, I also think that there's something to be said about style points, right? Which is kind of mm-hmm. what we're alluding to here. Not to say that Jim Harbaugh wouldn't get the job done because I think he can. Um, mm-hmm. And look, he got the Niners to a Super Bowl. So it's not like he's a guy who ha- isn't proven as an NFL head coach too. But it, it's kind of like the Rams situation. Like, there's a lot of people this week, Beto, talking about, like, well, Matt Stafford and all his pick sixes and this, that, and the other. And, you know, yes, Steve Mason, I'm talking about you. Um, and how Jared <laughs> Wait, Goff. Him? Yes. Yeah, he says he's, he, he doesn't trust him. Or what, what is the phrasing oh. that Steve Mason has used, Lindsay or Laura? What is the phrasing? On, on- he, he said he's all out. He's out on Matthew all out, Stafford. Right. Yeah. All out what? on Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Mason's not going to use his playoff tickets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. So here's what I would say. Yes, Matthew Stafford has uh, as many pick sixes in one season as Jared Goff had in five. But Mm -hmm. here's what 
Matthew Stafford has that Jared Goff doesn't. Matthew Stafford is the best second-half quarterback in the NFL this year. He's the best fourth-quarter quarterback in the NFL this year. You know what that says to me? That when the games actually matter and they're in balance, that you've got the best guy on your side, potentially, at least statistically, in those situations. And You know, yeah, you know what you're going to get with Matthew Stafford? And give me that over Jared Goff? I mean, you're going to ride or die with him. You have to. You're really going to tell me if you're, you'd rather have Goff right now? Come on. No, absolutely not. And for all for for the fifteen interceptions he has, he has thirty eight touchdowns. Like, what are we yeah. talking about here? Yeah, there's um, there was a good start today at the LA Times. You know, Sam Farmer, excellent football writer, uh, was talking about how he, Stafford makes those hero throws, right? Where you go up there and you get your receiver who's gonna hopefully you got your stud receiver who's gonna beat out the DB and you're gonna go and snag one down there. So the interceptions were more on where he's making that hero throw with the big arm. Um, and but when also when you need that big play, like you needed him to get that first down with OBJ at the end of the game to extend the drive, keep your your game alive, he makes that play too. So it can be frustrating. Heck yeah, it can be without a doubt. But it's still the better option than like you know whatever you had. Like come on, Mace, really you gonna get off of Stafford right now? And you put Stafford in a playoff game, is he really gonna be trying to force the same exact throws he's doing in the regular season? The change, the game changes in the playoffs, doesn't it? I, I would also say that I just, you know, one guy has, you know, coconuts. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's got, he, he's got, he, he's willing. He, he trusts his arms so much, yep, um, that he's willing to maybe sometimes force it. And mm-hmm. by the way, Beto, sometimes in the playoffs, you need a guy that can make a play. Whereas yeah. Jared Goff is clearly a system guy. Like I don't, why, I don't even, I can't even believe that it is week eighteen or whatever the hell it is, and we are still having this discussion. Like th- this, to me, is the dumbest conversation we could possibly have. <laughs> like the Rams are the the Rams are the two seed right now. Yeah. Like what are we talking about? Yeah, and they're they won in spite of him, uh, Matthew Stafford, which is good. Hey, he has his interceptions, he gets that, whatever it is. The team still finds a way to get it done, right? And I know I'm talking about. But so does Stafford, right by the way. In the yeah. fourth quarter, he's been the best quarterback in the sport. Exactly. He turns it around, and you're like, "What are you doing?" It's, it's. I, I'm glad I'm not a Rams fan because I'd be pulling out the hair right now because he's so. So what are you? What huh? are you a fan of? No, nobody. You're a nobody football. You're like Lauda. I I don't I I, I said I, you know me. I, hey, I I'm like, dating. I don't like anybody. Um, because like for, especially for football because they left when I was in junior high. So the Rams and the Raiders sucked when I was like in junior high. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You guys are trying to leave. Cause it, and I was a kid and as a, who would, I delivered the daily briefs, right? So I, I would get the paper out and I would read the sports page before that. I would also put the, the LA times into the news racks at three in the right. morning. So I, I'll actually deliver to your hood. So I would uh, read the paper before school. So I knew what was going on. And I'm like, wait a minute. Frontieri and Al, forget you guys, man. You're leaving. I ain't going to root for you guys. And plus, they suck. So I'm not rooting for losers. And at that time, a lot of people who were around my age became Cowboy fans, became Niner fans, because it was that I'm of that generation where there was no football here. And by the time they came back, I'm like, ah, who cares? Whatever. I'm working in the media. I ain't rooting for no team, so I don't care. Hmm. Now, Lada's dating. Who are you dating again? The Rams, remember? Oh, you're dating the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if I had to be, if I was a kid right now, you see this, George, at your kid's school. You're starting to see more Charger gear on little kids. Well, they have the best unis. I don't exactly. Yeah, I'm not saying the adults. No, I'm not saying oh, it's going to be a Charger town. But the little kids are impressionable. Like oh, I like that baby blue uniform. You know what I've seen um, a lot of little kids wearing at um, at my kid's school Warriors gear. Yeah, Curry Steph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, it's fascinating to see that. Now they're still overwhelmingly Lakers, but of course. I there's a lot more Warriors gear popping up in at least at my kids' school. Yeah, there was, uh, for a few years ago there was a lot of that. You you started seeing a lot of Warriors uh, gear out there. Uh, also, yeah. Seahawks for before yeah. the yeah. my kid's now, a Seahawks fan. He's 16. Laura, you said it's a player that a player thing that is thing a thing mm-hmm. like uh, players. Now, Lindsay, you know you you are a diehard Cleveland fan. Um, you know, so you root all Cleveland no matter what, but. How many people do you know that are just LeBron fans, Linz? Oh, yeah. I mean, not, I don't know. I think I know way more people that are in Cleveland that are Cleveland fans. No, no, I'm I just know. saying in general. In like, general, forget about in yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, There's you're a right. lot of people who, are like, who like jump with LeBron from team to team. Yeah, totally. I root for LeBron. <laughs> like, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm, I'm a Cavs fan first, but I root for LeBron to do well. 
Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. It is fascinating how the like fandom has changed with kids. God, I sound so old just saying. That. Yeah, buddy. El viejito, el viejito's coming out, bro. You I'm gonna shut up. The... Yeah. All right. <laughs> coming up next. Speaking of the Lakers. Ooh, there's a juicy Lakers trade rumor we're going to get to on the other side. There we go. Beto, what does this remind you of? Sopranos? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What is this? I don't know. Loud out, what does it remind you of? Does it remind you of anything? The Sopranos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is Mexican music like Chris thought it was. I no, it's Italian music. It's right? Italian. He just said it. Oh, he did. His other side. His other side. Yeah, he's. Oh, his it. other side. I thought he meant his other side was actually. I thought he was like his first side was white. No, he's Italian. He's Italian and, Mexican. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why I was like, wait, does he think this is Mexican music? I don't think this reminds me of anything. Like, I'm I curious mean, to see Italian if I'm wrong about this. You know. It's spaghetti day. That's why. Oh, it's National Spaghetti. Spaghetti is like. Clearly, you were not listening. Yeah, I was like, did you not listen to the radio? <laughs> No, I didn't. I was. I was not. I was. I did not hear it. So that's why. Um, he was too busy reading that other story. We were I was reading about this other great story about a lady selling farts, uh, which I'm going to get to in a moment, um, and was making like forty grand on like selling farts a week. What is wrong with people? But anyway, National Spaghetti Day. Um, I think spaghetti is the lamest Italian food there is. Come on, man! Spaghetti's yeah. bomb. It's all you need. No. Come on. I haven't had like spaghetti, like traditional spaghetti or spaghetti and meatballs in years. Really? Yeah. Like if I'm going to go to an Italian place, like if you went to an Italian restaurant, okay, I like, there's a place in Torrance I like to go to called Gaetano's, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I've gone, you know, I go there every once in a while and whenever I go there, I've, I've never ordered spaghetti and meatballs when I go there. Oh yeah. Not at a restaurant, right? That's like comfort right. food that you're going to have at home. No, you have like, you know, I don't know. Like if I go to an Italian place, maybe I'll have like a little chicken parmesan, right? Maybe like uh, maybe if I'm going to have pasta, maybe it's like some fettuccine Alfredo, right? Or like, um, you know, some penne arrabbiata or like, I don't know, like maybe if I'm going to have food, like, you know, meat, like maybe veal marsala. Like, nah, see, but you know, I, I like to go and get a little spaghetti and weenie and white clam sauce. You know, that's classic yeah. move right there, George. Yeah. I get spaghetti and meatballs all the time in Italian restaurants. That's how you know it's a good Italian restaurant if they make some really good spaghetti and meatballs. Like, meatballs are delicious if you do Well, meatballs right. are yeah. fine, but you can get meatballs as, like, an appetizer at most. Yeah, Italian yeah, restaurant. like the big one, right? Like yeah. the one they made in uh, The Wedding Singer, that lady. Correct. Yes. Now, now Laura, I heard you give me a mm-mm. What happened there? No, because like you said, when you go to a restaurant, that's like the last thing I want to order at an Italian restaurant. Like, why? It's so basic. I don't yeah. want it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't want I mean, it. I, I don't know. It's just not. It's forgetting meatballs to me. Is like you, know, you know that they're a good chef if they could make you like say, wow, about spaghetti and meatballs. Like I don't think there's a chef order. that can make me say wow yeah. about spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> and my mom is a good chef, and even when she makes spaghetti and meatballs, I'm like, oh, they're good. But it's, it's not like that. Yeah, it's just to, whatever. Have you ever been to Felix in Venice? Uh, like Venice as in here? Like Venice, here, Italy? Here. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, oh, say here. Yeah. Uh, Venice here. in California no, or Venice In Venice Italy? in California, yeah. There's oh, a restaurant okay. called Felix. It's an amazing Italian restaurant. Go there and eat the spaghetti, and if you don't say wow, then... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I will make crazy. the trek to Venice, and you're I will... Not, you're not going to Venice, bro. What do you mean I will not? <laughs> not too far. It's like 30 minutes, not that far. That's an hour from your spot. No way. So watch. Go for it. Dude, I mean, if I... No, but I can go, like, can I go for lunch there? Because then it's not so bad, you know? I don't think... I don't know if they're open for... It's hard to get in there, because it's like, you know... It's a very yeah. de- high-demand restaurant. Let's just go to Venice, Italy, and then we'll be all right. <laughs> You know what? Beto's right, though. Beto is right because I work in Marina on on the weekends and like dipping into Venice, which is literally like four miles where I'm from. It takes me like 35 minutes because of traffic. It's so bad. There's no need. So bad. Just stay in your bubble. Yeah, it's so bad. You can you can just come park at my place and scooter there. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm not scootering up. Pagano oh, in Italy. That's what we need. Right <laughs> Beto tried to get me to scooter this weekend. Yes. <laughs> Did it work? No. Exactly. No. I, I was like, I, I no. Janice tried to do it too. But instead, we walked a mile. I'm like, come on, George. I Just walk. Time. No. Oh, walking is better for you yes. anyway. No. 
we don't need, I don't need, I don't need Oh my God, steps. you're that per, I, oh, in Chicago, I my got, friend did the same thing. Let's scooter everywhere. No, girl, yeah, let's walk. It's fun. I was ready to do it. Like, oh, I did no. that, uh, my son and I, we did it in Paris. We did it in, in Rome. The scooters are If you're going, fun. like, a long distance, I would imagine, but, like, or if hey. you've already walked, like, a ton of miles, like, I get it. It, but, it like, was 10 minutes. I don't need to walk for 10 minutes. We had just man. gotten there, and we, in San Antonio, you wanted hey. a scooter. Like, I'm from, see, that's, that's the New York in you. You're like, oh, we'll just walk. Forget that. Yeah, no, LA bro. in me is like, no. We Dude, I go hiking for four and a half, five miles mm-hmm. every day. But that's a workout. This was like going to go to a restaurant. There's no need to walk to a restaurant. You get an Uber, you go. There's no, no need bro. for that. I walk. And Laura and from walks. LA. She's from LA. Yeah, that's not no. a New York thing. I walk. No, there's no need to walk ever. <laughs> ever? <laughs> no, Are you unless- training for a marathon right now? You yeah, but that's a workout. But like the worst thing is to do is when you're walking and then like, you know, it's a little humid, you're starting to sweat, then you sit down to eat and you're like not feeling comfortable. Nah, I don't like that. Uh-oh, Briones has just checked in on my text message again. Uh, Jorge Briones from the Mason and Ireland show says, Laura can't even ride a bike. That's why she'd rather walk. Exactly. <laughs> He's not lying. I've been very honest about me not knowing how to ride a bike. And there's a oh. traumatic experience. Yeah, but a scooter is like super easy. Like that, you just stand on it. It's like a motorized thing. Like it's not. Have you seen Janice's elbow when she crashed or I don't know what happened and she had like stitches or I don't know, she had an open no. wound because of her traumatic experience on the scooter. Was made... she drunk? No, she was coming oh. to work in the morning show. I was like, no, 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 I'm not, no need for all that. I'll just walk. It's easier. Yeah. And there's no. less accidents most, mm-hmm. most days. Yeah, yeah. You know, walking. Um, I, I will save the fart lady uh, who's selling her farts for thousands of dollars later. For later. That's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to save it. I, I, well, I teased that we'd have a Laker uh, rumor. Um, so there's Yeah, that. I'm waiting for it. What is it? So our buddy Zach Lowe here at ESPN on his podcast, the Low Post Podcast, and you should subscribe to it and download it, um, says that the hot – Hot, hot rumor out there that everyone's talking about the stuff that, look, we, we've touched on it here, but it is now being discussed. Uh, he says, quote, I keep hearing and hearing murmurs about how the Lakers are going to try to get Jeremy Grant from the Detroit Pistons, formerly from the Denver Nuggets, for Taylor Horn Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, and a 2028 first-round pick, which is the one that they can trade. Now, listen, let me say something to you. If the Lakers can get that done and get Jeremy Grant, who is I, I think would be like a perfect guy to play next to Anthony Davis because he plays defense, he shoots the ball really well, um, he can score on multiple levels. Um, I would do that yesterday if you can get that deal done. Now, something says to me that Detroit may be able to get a better package than that for Jeremy Grant. Yeah. But it, if that is true – then the Lakers need to do that. Like, Rob Palinka, you need to, like, do that now. Like, let's go. Yeah, the best part is you type in Jeremy Grant trade and all these different scenarios here, four scenarios for him, Chicago scenario for him. They, it looks like other teams have better offers than what the Lakers can do that. But, yeah, you're right. If I like the way he plays, a big wing, and he defends. What a concept, right? He's going to score for you. The, it, you know, When he was in Denver, he wasn't the player he is right now, right? He was a different kind of guy. Yeah. And, like, he's evolved. And that's the kind of guy that you can get. And I think his salary will, will can He's work. He's making right? good money, so it would work, though. The salary numbers would work. Um, but it's there. not extraordinary money where you're like, oh, we can't do that, right? And, and by the way, like if, if, 20 I'm million the, making. if I'm the Pistons, I think he's in like the $20 million range. Yeah. Um, If I'm the Pistons, I mean – like say what you want about Taylor Horn Tucker and you know, he's a prospect and maybe he turns into something and I think he may he may turn into something. You know, Kendrick Nunn is he's a decent player. The twenty twenty eight first round pick from the Lakers, mm-hmm. yo LeBron, if he was still playing, <laughs> would be like forty two or forty three years old at that point. Okay? Um and I mean do you think Anthony Davis will be playing in six years? With the way his history? body's going? Jeez. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like – now, could, the Lakers could have a completely different team by then. Um, but, like, if I'm the Pistons, that part of it is actually enticing to me. Well, I do think Jeremy Grant would absolutely 1,000, 1 million percent help this Lakers team try to accomplish their goal this season. There is no doubt in my mind that if I'm the Pistons, I'd be like, hmm, 2028? Let me look at that calendar. How's that work? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And teams like Detroit are always looking at the calendar, right? They're right. always looking at those draft picks. What can we do with that? 
but I mean, THT, cool. I, it just doesn't seem like the Lakers would have enough for this guy. I mean, I, I don't know either because I just don't know what anyone else would be offering in that situation. But I would, I would take him. And and by the way, give me him. I love the way he plays defense, man. I, you know, I and Lindsay, Lindsay can attest to this because you know she, she she's a Cleveland fan, so she knows LeBron. Like when LeBron is out there tweeting about Taylor Horn Tucker and how special he is. <laughs> like I'm not saying he doesn't believe it. I'm just saying, like I think to myself. Is he doing that just because he believes it, or is he doing that because, well, you know, it doesn't hurt his value, you know? Is that that uh, dreaded vote of confidence, right? That you're going to no. get, oh, we yeah. love him? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, sort of. Right. It's like, oh, we yeah. love him. He's our guy. He's our guy. And then, oh, uh, gone. Lindsay, did LeBron used to tweet about, like, young guys in Cleveland? They didn't have that many of them now that I think about it. But No, I mean, not really. I mean, the only people – he would tweet, like, negatively cryptic tweets, but nothing yeah, – Yeah, well, that I was against, with Kevin Love. I remember that. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Fit out, don't fit in. Yeah. Fit, fit, fit out, in, don't out. fit in. That was a good tweet. Something like that. Something like that. Oh man, I, I, you know Grant, you love that guy, but that's one of those where, yeah, it would be great for the Lakers, but what about for the team that's giving them up? Mm. Yeah, I mean the Pistons are going to rebuild, dude. Like, oh, without they, a doubt, no, they but got I'm a bunch of young guys, Cade Cunningham. Like, yeah, I mean, they're going to move him can. to somebody. Yeah, yeah. so he's gone. He's gone, but I mean, the Bulls can give him something, right? The Bulls, I. I I don't know what they would give them, like though. I mean, what do you give Colby White? I don't know. Like, I, I don't. They're not going to part with Demar Derozan. No, they're clearly no, no. not going to part with uh, you know Alex Caruso, as we all know. <laughs> um, you know, who are they going to part with? Lonzo? No. You know, they look at him as a you know maybe. I mean, you're not giving a Vucevic. Like the no. whole point is to have Jeremy Grant so, play with a Vucevic. Yeah, you know, the story I see here says uh, a package around Patrick Williams is the draw for Detroit. Ooh, Patrick Williams. I mean, Patrick Williams. He's out, but they can build around him, play the long game. Mm. He's 21. He is young, um, but the injury is, is you know, when an injury keeps yeah. you out the whole season, that's not a small thing. You know? Well, I mean, it's better than getting him next year instead of 2028 <laughs> draft pick. Right. You're, you're saying, right, that that's something that can they can build around quicker. Sure, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Jeremy Grant watch is going to be on here pretty oh, soon. Oh, huge. Because yeah. we are – what is it, five weeks away? Five weeks away from the trade deadline. So it, it is trade deadline watch around here now. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Let's go. Coming up next, uh, let's dive into a couple of things, including what you need to know. Lotto's going to have that. And also how the Lakers and, you know, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's talking some smack. But I think the Lakers made one big mistake that we haven't talked enough about this offseason, heading into this season. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, plus Raiders, Chargers, Rams, all to come. We had a short show, Lakers and Kings tonight here on 710 ESPN. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 